Welcome to The Scott Townsend Show, brought to you by Dietzo Man Productions. Hey, this is Scott Townsend. Welcome back to The Scott Townsend Show. And today, uh, it's just me doing a riff on uh, the Stockdale Paradox. Uh, I've been living the Stockdale Paradox, it feels like. Uh, And more than feels like, uh, I know that I have. If you're not familiar with the Stockdale Paradox, hang on just a second. Let me get my book. I'm still here. Still still here. Just hang on a second. Uh, Jim Collins wrote a book. Uh, Jim Collins wrote a book, Good to Great. And... and, uh, Should have looked this up before I started this. Uh, good to great, Jim Collins. Excellent book if you haven't uh, read it. Highly recommend it. Stockdale Paradox. So I'm looking in the back here. 83 to 89, 83 to 87. It's on page 83. Sorry for, <laughs> I should have had this already. Stockdale Paradox. Uh, Jim Collins writes on page 83, down towards the bottom. The Stockdale Paradox, the name refers to Admiral Jim Stockdale, who was the highest ranking United States military officer in the Hanoi Hilton prisoner of war camp during the height of the um, Vietnam War. Tortured over 20 times during his eight-year imprisonment from 1965 to 1973, Stockdale lived out the war without any prisoner's rights, no set release date, and no certainty as to whether he would even survive to see his family again. He shouldered the burden of command, doing everything he could to create conditions that would increase the number of prisoners who would survive unbroken while fighting an internal war against his captors and their attempts to use the prisoners for propaganda. At one point, he beat himself with a stool and cut himself with a razor, deliberately disfiguring himself so that he could not be put on videotape as an example of a well-treated prisoner. He exchanged secret intelligence information with his wife through their letters knowing that discovery would mean more torture and perhaps death. He instituted rules that would help people to deal with torture. No one can resist torture indefinitely, so he created a step, a stepwise system. After X minutes, you can say certain things. That gave the men milestones to survive, to survive toward. He instituted an elaborate internal communication system to reduce the sense of isolation that their captors tried to create, which used a five-by-five matrix of tap codes for alpha characters. Tap-tap equals the letter A. Tap-pause. Tap-tap equals the letter B. Tap-tap-pause-tap equals the letter F, and so forth. For 25 letters, C doubling in for K. 
At one point during an imposed silence, the prisoners mopped and swept the central yard using the code, swish swashing out, we love you, to Stockdale, on the third anniversary of his being shot down. After his release, Stockdale became the first three-star officer in history in the history of the Navy to wear both aviator wings and the Congressional Medal of Honor. You can understand then my anticipation at the prospect of spending part of an afternoon with Stockdale. This is from the, uh, like I said, give the grade, and the chapter is, what is the chapter? Confront the Brutal Facts, Chapter 4. Yet never lose faith. Okay, Confront the Brutal Facts. One of my students had written his paper on Stockdale, who happened to be a senior research fellow studying the Stoic philosophers at the Hoover Institution right across the street from my office. And Stockdale invited the two of us for lunch. In preparation, I read In Love and War, the book Stockdale and his wife had written in alternating chapters, chronicling their experiences during those eight years. Man, eight years. As I moved through the book, I found myself getting depressed. It just seemed so bleak, the uncertainty of his fate, the brutality of his captors, and so forth. And then it dawned on me. Here I am, sitting in my warm and comfortable office, looking out over the beautiful Stanford campus on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. And I'm getting depressed reading this, and I know the end of the story. I know that he gets out reunites with his family, becomes a national hero, and gets to spend the later years of his life, latter years of his life, studying philosophy on this same beautiful campus. If it feels depressing for me, how on earth did he deal with it when he was actually there and did not know the end of the story? I never lost faith in the end of the story, he said when I asked him. I never doubted not only that I would get out, but also that I would prevail in the end and turn the experience into the defining event of my life, which in retrospect, I would not trade. I didn't say anything for many minutes, and we continued the slow walk toward the faculty club, Stockdale limping and arc swinging his stiff leg that had never fully recovered from repeated torture. Finally, after about a hundred meters of silence, I asked, who didn't make it out? Oh, that's easy, he said. The optimists. The optimists? I didn't understand. Now completely confused, given that he had said a hundred meters, given what he had said a hundred meters earlier. The optimists. Oh, they were the ones who said, we're going to be out by Christmas. And Christmas would come and Christmas would go. Then they'd say, we're going to be out by Easter. And Easter would come and Easter would go. And then Thanksgiving. And then it would be Christmas again. And they died of a broken heart. After another long pause and more walking. Then he turned to me and said, this is a very important lesson. You must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they might be. 
To this day, I carry a mental image of Stockdale admonishing the optimists. We're not getting out by Christmas. Deal with it. So I've always thought that was an interesting story in uh, dealing with the brutal facts. And yet knowing that story, I do a really poor job of dealing with the brutal facts. I've got to admit, I'm probably one of the optimists that he's talking about. I bring this up because um, in the last uh, year and a half in uh, my job search, after having been uh, laid off from my previous employer due to COVID, uh, I always, I I would think that, uh, hey, someone's going to listen to this podcast. Someone's going to watch this podcast and they're going to say, hey, man, we need you. We need you to do that for us. And so I put a lot of effort, time and effort into creating what I thought is a high quality podcast. I've had a lot of people tell me that it sounds great and looks great, you know, and they love it. Um, and so I, I called it the experiment and it was like auditioning live in front of everybody showing them what I could do from a marketing perspective, from a broadcast perspective, um, from a technological perspective, being able to facilitate interview. And Christmas would come and Christmas would go. People would approach me. They would leave. I've interviewed tons of uh, fascinating people uh, have a great network on LinkedIn and, and elsewhere. And yet just crickets turned in interview, uh, turned in applications, resumes, and dead silence. And you think, well, the next, uh, this next job, here, here, this is what I want. This is going to do it. And the job would come, the, the, app, the uh, position would open, and then would close, come and go. And it's, uh, to deal with the cold, hard facts is in this case, in my case, I should have just, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. probably should have just taken a job, any job, just to uh, get some money rolling in, even if it's, you know, whatever, sacking groceries or mowing lawns or something. But instead, I decided to try to hold out and uh, be optimistic in my Approach and it just, I find myself now today just really not uh, star- staring into the rear view mirror and wishing, uh, wishing that I had done things differently. But now I have the opportunity to face the brutal facts and not lose faith in 
the eventual outcome, which in this case would be having a, a nice, good, well-paying job. In the meantime, dealing with the facts that that dealing with the fact that that's not the case. Um, what am I going to do to generate more income, keep the lights on, um, get the bills paid, keep the bank happy, keep the wife happy, which as more time goes by, the harder it's seeming to get, not for the wife being happy. She's a trooper. Extremely forgiving and has the greatest outlook on life of anyone I've ever known. But uh, the other reason why I bring this up is because a lot of times there's really nobody to talk to. You know, you, I tried to text somebody the other day about my situation because I really didn't want to say it face to face. And uh, it was met with silence, crickets, nothing. And uh, <clears throat> so I was listening to James Altucher the other day. And uh, on one of his latest episodes, and he was talking about how he decided to be fully transparent in his uh, podcasting and blogging and in his writings about uh, failing in business and the depression that followed afterwards, even to the point of being suicidal, which I'm not. So, but anyway, uh, he said that uh, it was kind of therapeutic and, and it seemed as though when he started talking about the realities, the brutal facts, people started responding. People started engaging. Um, he found that people were interested and wanted to know more and learn more from him on how he got out of his Hanoi Hilton. And so I guess I'm in my Hanoi Hilton here and I'm, tapping out a code and we'll be getting out but uh, we don't know when when's the next job when, when's the next uh, position open up that uh, you're looking forward to and that <clears throat> has a good income and pays the bills and Provides, affords the, uh, provides the quality of life that you're used to. I don't know. And so not going to any longer hang my hat on getting out by Thanksgiving or Easter or Christmas. No one's coming. Get over it. So those are my thoughts and today face the brutal facts, be realistic, don't lose faith, it'll work out, you'll get out of your Hanoi Hilton, I'll get out of my Hanoi Hilton, in the meantime, you do what you know to do. You don't uh, 
hang your hopes on improbable outcomes, things that you can't control, control the things you can't control. Just keep moving forward. That's the Stockdale paradox. That's the Scott Townsend paradox that I'm in right now. That's my Hanoi Hilton. What's your Hanoi Hilton as I, my nose is kind of stopped up here. Sorry about that. What's the tough thing that you're going through that you need an answer today? It seems like you need it today. And you're not quite sure what the answer is. You don't know if anybody's coming or not. To the rescue. Well, no one's coming. So get over it. Face the brutal facts. Don't lose faith. You'll... You'll overcome, you'll get out of it, you'll get over it. But as far as when that's going to happen, no one knows. So just hang tough. Take a deep breath. Practice resilience. Do what you know to do with what you've got. Help each other out. And it will work out. So those are my, yeah, that's my thoughts today. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, let me know, Scott, at scotttownsend.info. Let's talk for, so you're my, you're my sounding board. And I appreciate you being there and listening. So I'll let you know how it goes. The progress report, so to speak. And uh, we'll keep this experiment going, this project. With the end goal of having a good, well-paying job. Yeah. Don't hang out till Christmas. No one's coming. Get over it. Face the brutal facts. I'm starting to repeat myself. I think I need to stop here. So you guys have a great day. Uh, I didn't mean to be depressing. I hope this wasn't depressing. It's just, it's just talk about life and the realities that we, uh, the reality that we all go through that uh, we all go through stuff. We go through these things, um, how we deal with it helps define us and helps, uh, Helps us get through. So anyway, hey, you guys have a great day. Um, drop me a note. Drop me a line. Tell your friends, family, subscribe, share, like um, the video, uh, the, the podcast. And uh, let's, let's get back together. Cuss and discuss. This is Scott Townsend. Thanks for coming back and listening to the Scott Townsend show. Have a great day and we'll talk to you later.
Scott Townsend Show is a Dietzo Man production. For more episodes, visit the Scott Townsend Show YouTube channel, listen on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Scott.